Hallelujah. I will not do as good if I don't say a little about what happened at um, Buintini when we left. Um, that land is actually occupied by the tribe called the Kukumbes. And they are the great farmers at the north. They work very hard. They are also warriors. They, they, they are very glued together. I respect them for one thing. They are idol worshippers, but not Muslim. They, you, you, you are not. They are big, but they don't have Muslims like we have everywhere. They want to have some little God. Okay, that's no problem. If you are ignorant, you can do that. But when Jesus comes, you can throw that away. Hallelujah. <laughs> and um, the beautiful thing about them is that they are very loyal to one another. If you kill one, they will kill hundred. Their behavior is missionaries. No. If you come and cause trouble and you go back, you will not be at peace in your own country. They will come and identify with you. Then in the night, they will teach you lessons. So they are the most feared group of people at the north. They also work very hard. So God was very gracious to us in sending us. I honestly don't know everything, but I was quite surprised. We bought some things. We bought bales of clothes because they asked for it. And thank God for Brother um, Pastor Joel. There were also quality of wheelchairs and different things. We brought. I didn't know that the Mosihene, the Nairi, his he owns their territory. So he is the one who appoints a chief for them over there. And uh, so we went. So I had to. We had to go and greet this man. And let me tell you something. The miracle that God did two years ago or three years ago. As soon as we went and we were introduced that these were the people, the chief said, is this the people who came to share rice and everybody in that place got rice? Wow. That's a good one. Hallelujah. The few, those who don't know the miracle, we took some rice when we had crusade in Nalelugu. And... Um, we shared it. We were afraid because then people were too many. But the rice, we kept sharing and sharing and sharing and sharing until everyone got. And the chief has registered it. So that's, but this is to tell you that the days of Jesus are real. Hallelujah. Multiplying to feed the 5,000. And so he was very happy with us. And so we went to the land. Our brethren had, already go, had earlier on gone to do some groundwork and films and all of that. 
Now these people came, and I, I, now the reason why I made reference to the Kokum um, Nayiri and uh, Nalelugu was because the man, when we went to visit him, he said, "Is that where you're going to have the crusade? These people, I was a chief there. They have no understanding whatsoever." <laughs> So you people should have your crusade and we pray that they will have understanding. And he said, he gave us a lot of instances that he has been through with them. It's a very interesting one. He said two of them had bought a radio set and uh, that they will be listening to. There was a radio set that was bought and batteries. You bring half of the money and bring half of the money. So they both put it together and they bought the battery, put it in. They've been listening until the battery went down. And the other didn't have money and the other went and bought the battery and put it in. The other said, okay, then let's divide the radio so I can have my half. <laughs> so they divided the radio. Hey, they divided the radio. <laughs> and everybody had a piece. There was also another instance that he had to sit in it. They bought a bicycle and they had to split it into two. <laughs> That's wonderful, eh? But the good news is that I love them. Let me tell you something. I love them for something. Then the chief said, if they accept you, they have accepted you forever. It's good. So we went and we started preaching. And if there was any crusade that we have had that has so much commitment, commitment, it is these people. They came, they sat down, they heard the word of God, they trooped in, and there are thousands to receive the Lord. And that's why I saw that the miracles that we experience in that land, we have never experienced it anywhere else. A stroke woman was healed instantly. An old lady who had a stroke. The Lord lifted her up. She came to give a testimony. As for the miracles of healing this, healing that, when we asked them and they raised their hands, it was too much that we wouldn't have to bring them. So I asked them to select just about 10 people to share. And even that one, the pastors have to speak on their behalf because otherwise we won't have church service. So, but one woman got there and the pastor was about coming to say, say, no, I will speak for myself. And her miracle was that she's been vomiting. I, from the description they gave, I think it must have been ulcer. She couldn't sleep. She had a baby at the back. Anything she ate, she threw up. It was so severe for many years. And the Lord healed her instantly. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. On the last night, the Lord led us into just worshiping because I was too excited that I have lost my voice and I was afraid that if I had to preach, I will get to a point I will not be able to say anything but I thank God that he did it so because you see otherwise the miracle that we experienced on that night night on the last night will not also have happened 
So when I was speaking, I was losing my voice because the excitement in the place was so much. So as I was led by the Spirit of the Lord to give exactly what we were going to do, and that in front of the stage, the, the Lord led me to saying to them that that place, if you really want more of Jesus, you will come, but don't rush. And so we called the singers and they sat, they, sat up, they came to the front and we started lifting up songs of worship. Something that is so amazing. The power of God was moving through the crowd. And what is deliverance? It was so spectacular. As at the time that we finished, I was leaving. The power of God was so strong and has arrived many people that they were lying on the floor. They couldn't move. I didn't even know my assistant secretary who helps me a lot said he was sitting there with Dr. Ajoa and could see, could hear somebody confessing that who are you is mine. I will not leave her. But nobody touched them. The power of God delivered them all. Praise the Lord. Brethren, we have seen something. And it gives us assurance that this Jesus we serve, let's serve him. Praise the Lord. Every household took something, clothing. We had pastor's seminar with them, which we normally do in the mornings. But because of where we were staying, distance, it was such a tough trip. Honestly, I must say, May the Lord bless the team members. These people worked. They had four hours rest. And we get up and we'll go. The pastor's seminar, we were privileged to have a very big hall. To, it is the most decent building in the place. To have it. They came in their numbers. Pastors and church leaders came in their numbers. And some were standing at the back. Were listening. And they were so touched that they started appealing that we should come back again. Because they have experienced God. Listen, the whole Buntini and its environs, they gave their hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ. So fantastic. They have the pictures. And if you caught some of the places that things were happening, just put it on your so-called podcast. So those who can assess it can go and see. But I just want you to know, I must tell you that when I stood on that ground, my calling was very clear to me. I was so excited seeing God work so much. There was nobody under the influence of darkness that God didn't deliver. The power of God was so strong. That people, you will hear in the midst of the congregation, you know, as for the ushers, our team who were doing everything, they became ushers. And they couldn't go. When they go and help somebody here, somebody is crying here, somebody, it was just like that. They were just, it was too much. And I just want to say, you know, let's continue to do this. 
I may not be able to come and show any evidence apart from what they cut. I may not be able to make too much noise about it. But can I say that great is our reward in heaven. Hallelujah. And I want to say that please let's commit ourselves into doing these things. Because you see, when you go to such places, that's when you see that there is so much need for Jesus. The people in the city, we have heard it. We have now adjusted ourselves so much to it that the effect of it is a little much of a problem. Uh, people who gave their testimonies, they have been ill with all kinds of things for many years. And the Lord healed them. Somebody said, I was just coming from my village because I heard this crusade was going to take place. And I said, I know that when I get to the crusade ground, I will be healed. And lo and behold, they got to the crusade ground and they were healed. They taught me Bible. They taught me Bible properly. They believe and it came to pass exactly as they have believed. And so I want us to continue. I mean... When we ask you to help us, please, we mean business. This crusade, we spent a lot of money, but I, I don't, that's not the issue. Let's put in more. Let some of us commit ourselves monthly to send to CFCC missions account. And let's just do some of these things. Somebody was asking me, why do you go to the north? And I said, the first answer I can give you is because that's what God told me. So I don't know whether my assignment in life is to go to the north. So that's the reason why I'm committed to the north. Secondly as well, it is not a place that if you don't want people to be saved, you will go there. Because when you go to the north, that is to give you Batakari, which I got one. The Gonja one. So I am a Gonja chief. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> That's what they gave. That's, and that you can be sure that they have put a lot of resources together to get you the correct batakari. So I wanted to wear it this morning, but it's uh, hallelujah. And so that's the reason why if you don't love them. And you know the thing also I love about them is that they love to fulfill scripture. We, we adjust the scripture in the south. They, they don't adjust it. Replenish and multiply. So it is working there. And I love it. See children. When I see them, one of our sisters was so broken that that was her first trip. And then I said, what was your experience? She started crying. I said, why say, look at the little children, they don't have anything to wear. I said, if you are not careful, you will remove your dress. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the Lord is doing something there. You know, let me tell you, I don't know how long, but many years to come, Kokumba land will send people to come and minister power to us. Because of what the Lord has done. And so we are so happy for you who were praying for us. And also supported us to go. And I felt that it was necessary that I made some time to explain to you 
what the Lord has done. Those who are amongst us who are writers, I'm sure they are putting something up so that if you want to read, you can read that. But the Lord was so gracious to us. Uh, my voice was gone. And this morning I was just praying, Lord, can I be able to speak? I can't speak to God that I'm speaking small, small. That's why I'm gentle today. Because I don't want to shout and get into trouble. I have a little space to speak. So I will speak that one. And we will close. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, I just thank God for your lives. I just thank God for your lives. Let this church be committed to that which will bring many to the saving knowledge of Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you so much for your love and kindness. Thank you for keeping my brethren whilst we were away. And thank you for keeping us as well. Those wonderful saints who had to even travel nights. That you preserved us all. And thank you for something that for our own selves. You did as a witness to your truth. We pray that, O oh God, you will keep your hand on us. And keep us safe to do what you want us to do. Lord, as we open into your word, we ask that you will speak to us and show us mercy. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. I want to say that the only door to God is through Jesus Christ. Amen. That's what I want to share on briefly. The only door to God is through Jesus Christ. You know, many people have tried to go to God because everybody else calls God. Many people have tried to go to God through many ways. But I want us who are privileged to have known Jesus not to take Him for granted. He's the only door by which a man can enter into the premises of God. Without Him, no matter what you do, you can never have access to God. And for those of us who have that understanding, I would only want to say that let this understanding become so strong in you because it has so much to offer. Praise the Lord. In John chapter 10 verse 7, just read a scripture to 10. John chapter 10 verse 7. Jesus made a very emphatic statement when he said that. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came... Before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. Praise the Lord. And will go in and out, find pasture. This is wonderful. The thief does not come except to steal. To kill and to destroy. I have come 
that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Amen. Wow, this is a scripture. Jesus emphatically, emphatically without a shadow of a doubt, he said, I am the door. How I pray that that understanding will come to you. You see, every, every house has a door. Every room has a door, true or false. And then you can only assess that room by through the door. If somebody tried to enter your room through the window, he's what? And so Jesus saying, I am the door. I say to you, assuredly I say to you, I am the door. I want you to understand what it means. By me, if any man will enter, there is a guarantee of safety. Praise the Lord. By me, if any... You see, it moves that matter from religion. There is a premises of God, wide, but there is only one door to entering that premises. And that door is through Jesus Christ. I am the door by me. If any man will enter in, he shall surely be saved. If you have entered and you are in, I want you to know you are safe. Nothing, we couldn't read the whole scripture, but you would have come to a a place where it would have stated something like this. No one can snatch them from my hands. It is only Jesus who can say such a thing. I am the door. I am the door. It gives me a lot of assurance. If any man enters, he shall be saved. Then he will go in and out. And let me tell you what it means. You know, when you come in and you are locked up with Jesus, you will now begin to go in. You see, he says that he will find a pasture. Then he will go out. A pasture is a wild or a vast land with green grass where you can feed on. So in Christ Jesus... We go out if we are working or whatever. But you see, the truth is, you are coming from somewhere. Hallelujah. You shall go in and out. Whatever we are doing, we must know one thing for sure. We are coming from the premises of the Lord. We are coming to feed and get back. So don't allow when you are feeding on the grass to take you away from where you are coming from. Praise the Lord. Whatever you are doing, do it as unto the Lord, but you must always remember that you are coming from somewhere. The most important thing is who you are. You are God's sheep. That is continuously let it work in you. You are God's sheep. You belong to Him. Because you entered by the door. 
And there is only one door in which you can be saved. Every other door is not correct. Assessing God Almighty through any other religion doesn't hold anything. It has nothing to offer. It is only Jesus. Only Jesus. If a man can believe Jesus and receive him as his personal savior and understand who Jesus is, his life will not be the same. Because my Lord is the one who spoke and said, I am the door. He didn't say maybe. He said, I am. I am that I am. I am the door. By me, if any man enters, he shall be saved. And so you see, our faith starts from him. We will surely go out, come in. The reason why we have to go out and come in is that we have a place of safety. Hallelujah! A place of safety. You see, a sheep goes out and surely comes back. If the sheep get lost and doesn't find his way, the good shepherd will go out there and look for the sheep. And that is the kind of shepherd we have. Praise the Lord. I want you to know you can never get lost. You can never, never get lost. Because he will surely come back. Even when you are lost, he will come back and bring you back. In Ezekiel chapter 34, let me see, verse um, 11. Let me have a look of... For thus say yes, for thus say yes, the Lord. Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. I myself, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. We can never get lost. We can never get lost. Are you listening to me? Anybody who has genuinely given his heart to the Lord can never get lost. The only way by which that person can get lost is when that person allow him, allows himself to be deceived and he agreeing and deciding that I don't want it anymore. Otherwise, as it is, you cannot get lost. Praise the Lord. For the promises that I have, I will search them out and bring them to myself. The next verse in the, uh, uh, verse 12, it says that, As a shepherd seeks out his flock, on the day he is on the day he is among his scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on the cloud and dark day. Hallelujah. When I went to this when we went to this place. Then I saw. You see, these people may not have heard much. Some of them, there were church people who came together. In fact, at the morning session, no, no, this one, he said it when we were with him. 
Pastor Peter who who was uh, from Nalerugu. We were chatting and he said, Pastor, I don't know what it was. Do you know that when you made the call, the altar call, even pastors came forward. He said that to me in the room. And he was so disturbed that he even said to them, you are pastors, we have come for the sheep. But I can understand you. Because the word was too fire. So probably, but I beg you. It's for that. But I was quiet when he said that. But I began reasoning within myself. And then I said, it could be they have heard something about Jesus and it has scratched them. But they have not tasted him. And now they wouldn't want to take chances. That's why they said, in fact, to be double sure, let me go myself. And I see the play of this scripture. The Bible said, as the shepherd seeks out his flock, on the day he is among his scattered sheep, so will I seek out my sheep and deliver them. And I saw God bringing them to be delivered. Praise the Lord. I am very certain as the Lord gives us grace, you will be hearing report about this place because of what God had done. And I want you to know that those of you who are here this morning begin to lay a lot of emphasis in where God has placed you and be mindful of it. Don't treat it anyhow. Do you know there is a scripture that talks about maybe Psalm 92 verse 12 and 13. I want to show you how important it is to commit yourself to the sheepfold. To commit yourself to where God has placed you. He says that the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. The verse 13 is what is interesting to me. Verse 13, he says that those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the court of our, yard, of, of, of our God. Hallelujah! You know, unless you get certain basic understanding about some of these truths. You see, God has invested so much into his premises which you can only enter through Jesus Christ. And he says that those of us who have now determined and, and con committed ourselves to the, to the house of the Lord, there is a big promise that there will be a flourishing over your life. Hallelujah! And so in our, in our, we, we belong to the larger body of Christ. But in our own little setting here, I want you to know, take this place as your home. Hallelujah. Amen. Be committed to what God would ask you to do. And I'm not the one who will bless you. I can only tell you that the, the word of God is so true that he says, those who are planted, they will flourish in the court of our God. Hallelujah. Amen. And I, the more I think about where I belong to, the more I'm very excited. The more I know that God has his hand on me. 
This afternoon I want to plead with you. Be committed to God. You are already spiritually, you, because you have given your life to Jesus. If you are here, you haven't given your life to Jesus. You don't need for me to beg you. When I finish, I will give you the chance. You better quickly get inside. Because you see, the Bible says that you will be saved. There is no safety anywhere anymore. Hallelujah. Safety is on the premises of God. And the door to that premises is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. You may have gone to church a lot of times. I was just telling you about people who are supposed to be leading people. And this is not the first time that I have experienced such a thing. We've gone to places that people who are supposed to see to other people who are leaders. I told you of somebody who brought his, his God for me to bend. Which one was that? That one was in one of the villages we went to. When we, he, I, he was introduced to me as the pastor in charge. And I was happy. He preached everything. But as he heard the word of God, as soon as we finished, he went to Reverend Apostle Apostle. He said, hey, can I talk to pastor? He said, what is it about? You know, he thought that he was coming to ask me something. Uh, ask for something. He said, no, I have few things there. He said, few things? What? The one I slaughter for all two. So, okay. He spoke to me. He said, no problem. Secretary was there. He can tell you. So they brought the ghost. And uh, there was a little piece of God like that. And many other things. And then Reverend Apasara just took it and broke it. He said, well, look at this foolishness. <laughs> and we prayed for the brother. We took fuel and we bent it. The Bible tells me in First Corinthians chapter 8, very strong message there. It says, for we know that gods are nothing in this world. So I don't fear them at all. So when I was preaching there, I said, the things you have under there, they are nothing. Because so has the scripture declared it. Hallelujah. But for us in Accra, for us in this house, can we be committed so much to the house of the Lord? We should not allow anything that we do Sorry about this. We should not allow anything that we do to overwhelm us. And let me just be honest with you and just tell you the truth. Do you, if, if you were ever to sit down and to assess, some of us will know that it is true we are born again. But whatever we do may have the greater portion of our hearts more than God. But I want to say that turn it around. Let God be your desire. Hallelujah. And go in and do, go out, do things and come in. Never play the house of the Lord into a second position. Let the house of God be the first position for you because you belong there. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? 
The Bible says that those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Everything else would, would, would fall under you planted by the house or in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the court of our God. I want to encourage you to be committed to what we believe. I want to encourage you to be committed to God. And to be committed to the things that God is doing and what, and what He is saying. Because it is the right thing to do. Praise the Lord. You may have your businesses and different things. Praise God for you. But I know out of temptation that Satan would like to lavish on you. He would always let you become so divided. Especially when you have given a place to to whatever you are doing and you have jumped it up, you will get to the point where he will just drive you nuts. But when you are committed to the house of the Lord, you will go in and you will go out and come in. You go and feed on, on what he has provided and come in and there will always be safety for you in the house of the Lord. Verse 14 of this scripture says, they shall still bear fruits in their old age. Somebody clap your hands unto God. It is only in the house of God and the premises of God that we can have such a thing. You know, let me tell you one of the faith that I have. Those young ladies amongst us, not young, I mean those who haven't been given with a seed, don't trouble yourself, just believe. You will say amen. I have a very deep sense that there are some of us here that God wants to fulfill scripture by your life. So at the tender age of yours that you think I am married and immediately it should be pop. That is man's thinking. Just have faith in God. And begin to bless God. With what I keep seeing I have found out that nothing is impossible with God. Hallelujah. So when God begins to talk and He says that in their old age they can bear, you see, sometimes I have observed, natural as we, we become sometimes, I have seen that when you are growing and you pass, as the Bible describes it, you pass the age of your flower. That's the way the Bible describes it. You give up. You give up. But seeing things that God is doing, I've come to the conclusion that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to His purpose in Christ Jesus. And so you will be someone to fulfill Scripture in your day. Amen. It will happen. Yes. So I don't get worried. Just rejoice. Bless the Lord. When the enemy comes to attack your mind, you say, get thee behind me. I believe God. I'm not seen and yet I believe. When you do that sort of thing, the Bible says, fight the good fight of faith. Resisting the devil. And he will flee from you. Hallelujah. Brethren, do you know that you and I, we have no choice. We cannot take arms to fight. We don't have anything. 
But such as we have, we give unto you. When the brethren were expecting, you know the world is full of, if you can give money, you are important. But the brethren were walking down the temple of the Lord. They didn't have no money. And the beggar, the man who was begging was a cripple. He said, I need money. He said, I don't have money, but I have something you need. Such as I have, I give unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. You know, sometimes you can, you can be in a situation. One day I was studying that scripture and I got to know that you can be in a situation and then you may think that that is what really you need. No. That situation is only to open a door for God's will to be done. Hallelujah. So never see any situation with different understanding. Consistently and continuously say to yourself, if God allowed this to happen, then he has a reason for something to happen. And so I give you thanks and I give you praise. And then you can cry to him and say, may your purposes come to pass. May your will be done on earth as it's being done in heaven. Because, you see, you have the access. Access, the access is Jesus. And uh, any other place is an illegal route. He's the only access to God. Hallelujah. And so, brethren, I want to encourage you to let you know that we haven't lost our way at all. By me, if any man enters, he shall be saved. He will go in and out, and surely he will find pasture. Then the Bible says in the verse 10, The devil cometh but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I came that you may have life, and have it more abundantly. Now, I see Satan always appearing. And you know, by this scripture, I come to the conclusion that I see the guy, anything you be, anytime you begin to see things are being destroyed, things are being stolen, things are being killed, then you know Satan is behind it. And I love the first statement of the scripture. The thief, listen to what he said, the thief does not come. Ha! The thief does not do what? So the devil never appears until he has an agenda. And there are three main things that causes him to come out. When he spots a person that he wants to destroy... It will let him come out. Is somebody listening? When, he's, when, he, when, 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 he, when he comes out from wherever he is lodging to move about, he is seeking to devour, to kill. When he comes out from wherever he is, and then the, the voice goes, Where are you going? I'm going to and fro. Seeking somebody that I may kill, I may destroy, or I may steal from. And when you begin to have... Is everybody listening? Is everybody listening? When you begin to have situations that is showing forth as you are being stolen from something of God, you have only one thing to do. Get up. And say, I am coming from the premises of the Lord. I adjure you in the name of Jesus. 
And he would have no choice than to bow. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you. Are you listening? Is the heat making you dull? I'm not dull at all. Praise the Lord. And so I want to beg you. When you have situations, you see, we are not listening enough. In fact, I just chose a portion. There's a portion that says that they, they don't, the sheep don't hear their voice. But for me, they hear me because I know them and they know me. You see, what is happening is that we are not paying more attention to the voice of God. We are not, we are not sharp to hear God, what God is saying in a situation that you may find yourself. I want to beg you to learn to hear. Hallelujah. Because he speaks. Sometimes the speaking may be such as simple as, don't be worried. This thing that you in, it will not overshadow you. You know, one day Apostle Paul, one day Apostle Paul, had had very bad experiences, being beaten and all kinds of things, and he was being thrown out, I think it's Macedonia or so, or, or Corinth. Yeah, Macedonia and Corinth. was being thrown out and all of that. Then the Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord appeared unto him. The Lord appeared unto him in the middle of the night. He said, don't be worried. This thing that is happening, it won't do anything. I want you to stay here. The so, Bible is so interesting. Normally, we situations, we love to have them answer quick, Lord, these people, they don't want me here. I'm preaching the gospel and I'm facing this and that. Lord, deliver me. He says, relax. In fact, the things that they are doing shows that. that but I want you to know that I have souls here. And until you endure, you will not be able to save them. So when you understand Bible this way, no matter where God puts you, and it may seem as if you are struggling, only learn to hear what God will say about the situation. And very soon, once He speaks to your heart, you accept it, His will shall be done. Hallelujah. So God spoke to Paul. I read these scriptures. And I get very excited. Because you see, naturally speaking, if you found yourself in a place and you're doing what God wants you to do and you are being attacked, the natural thing that can happen to you is to vamut. Hello? To vamut. But God says... So, what I want to say in a brief is that the reason why we enter into a lot of troubles is that we don't listen. Or probably... Uh, the reason why we find ourselves, whenever we find ourselves in trouble, we try to find solution out of it is because we don't take time to ask the Lord the purposes for that. I was studying scriptures and I got to know that every situation that comes your way, if only you will learn the secret of asking and understanding, you'll find out that God is in it small. He has allowed it to be so. For his own glory. Probably next Sunday, God willing, we will touch on that matter. But I just want you to know that there is no situation that God would allow to come your way that he will not speak to you about it. 
So let's not rush out. Let's not defeat the purposes of God. We belong to God. We come from His premises. We feed. We go back. You must always make sure you go back. Amen.